Roger Sarn. Welcome back to the Roger Sarn Podcast, and I'm your host, Sarn Cruz. And today we're going to be talking about arriving to your new duty station. What can you do to make it a lot smoother? So without further ado, because I don't want to waste you guys' time, let's get started. Um, the first thing I think you should do, and something that I put into standard practice as I've learned along the years, is figure out the footprint. Like, do your research. What do I mean by figuring out the, fo- the footprint? So for instance, I'm going to be using myself as an example, but this can apply to any individual going to any installation. So the first thing I did was I figured out the footprint, meaning I want to look at what surrounding towns are there in Fort Hood. So for if you think about it, Fort Hood is huge, right? And there are many towns that surround it. For instance, I found out before I came here, I found out that Harker Heights is one of the towns, Belton, Temple, Coppers Cove, Killeen. And if you want, and those are like immediate, like 20, 30 minutes. And if you go a little bit further out, maybe 40, 45 minutes, you have Round Rock, you have Lampasas, you also have um, Georgetown, right? So those are just immediate towns in which I, as my as a family man, would like to look at because I'll potentially be living in one of those towns. Now, the next thing is, what are the closest major cities? Closest major cities are going to be useful because... Yes, you can walk around the small towns that are around you. You can see all the landmarks and stuff like that. However, you can only do that but so many times. And every now and again, when you want to do like a a family trip or something like that, you probably want to go to these major cities. So I found out that there's Austin, there's San Antonio, Dallas, Fort Worth, Houston, Galveston, Corpus Christi. And all of these places are just inside of Texas, right? I have not left Texas yet before I start my venture. Another thing you do is find things to do online. There's nothing worse than you arriving to a duty station, and if you're a single soldier, you're just locking yourself up in your room. I don't care what you're doing. If you're drawing, playing video games, or just sitting there reading books, that can get a little monotonous, gets a little boring. And then when you, at the end of the day, when you look at it, you're like, this, is, this duty station this just starts to stink. So in order to avoid that, just find things to do online. Like, I'm going to do a quick Google search right now, like real time. Um, So I land on TripAdvisor, and I'm going to tell you the top five. The San Antonio Riverwalk, the Alamo, the Space Center of Houston, the Sixth Floor Museum at Dealey Plaza. And the last one is number five is going to be Texas State Capitol. So this is just me doing a real time as I'm recording this podcast, quick Google search. So, for instance, if you um, do your uh, research, you will, you will probably look up museums. Uh, obviously, you can do for adults. If you have kids, look up. There's a lot of kids' museums here. Um, there's zoos. They even have an interactive zoo. I wouldn't call it interactive zoo, but it's like a drive-through zoo that you can just take your car at your own risk, of course. And you can drive through the zoo and take your time. So, you can look those up. Another uh, other things that are if you like person who likes parks, you can, there are a bunch of parks that you can just pitch a tent, not a tent. You can just throw your your uh, sheet down and have a picnic and stuff like that. They also have trails if you like hiking or just walking for endless amount of times. 
You could also look up like yearly events that happen. For instance, here in Austin, there's something called ACL, Austin City Limits. Just think of it as you have a big function in which you have maybe three to four different stages playing different types of music. And you can just walk around and navigate to each one. So if you like hip hop, there's probably someone performing over there. Um, If you like uh, techno, there's probably someone performing over there. Country, you know, things like that. So that's another thing that's available. State fairs is a big thing over here. Last Saturday, we just went to Lometa to the Rattlesnake Roundup. And that was pretty awesome. They have those, they have them all over the Midwest. So for at least here, let's talk about here. They have one in Lometa that we went to. They have one in Waco. And the biggest one is going to be in Sweetwater. A quick synopsis of what that is. Just they'll take and look and find all the rattlesnakes within that area. And then they'll bring them to that state fair. So while the rattlesnakes are in the back of the of the fair, so people can go look at them, get information on them, knowledge, um, they can purchase them. Because at the end of the day, they're just going to, they're going to be killed because there are too many. So they're overpopulating the ecosystem. So what they do is they sell them, people make belts, whatever it is that they do, boots. And you can touch them because they have them like really, really uh, tight held and stuff like that. So you can touch them um, and they'll just talk about them. And then at the same time, you have a rodeo going on. And then you have all your vendors there. So it's 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 pretty it's it's pretty nice. And it's a small it's their tenth annual one. So it's a small town called Lometa. And I just found that on a Google search. Well, my wife found that on a Google search. You have historic landmarks. I already spoke about the Alamo and Apollo Mission Control, um, the Texas State Capitol. There's so many landmarks over here. Even this small small towns have some, some sort of landmark, like in Belton, Temple and stuff like that. So they do have small um, landmarks everywhere you go. If you're into sports, let's talk about sports because I like sports. But if you're into sports, you can look up what teams play in Texas, what teams are native to Texas. And just in the NBA, we're talking about the the, the Dallas Mavericks, San Antonio Spurs, Houston Rockets. If we move over to football, you have the Houston Texans, Dallas Cowboys, And then if you go to baseball, you have the Houston Astros. And of course, you have so many college teams, Baylor, Texas Tech, Texas A&M. You got, I mean, everyone's here, right? So you can take advantage of that as well. I'll tell you exactly how I take advantage of it. So I am a New York Giant fan. And I know for a fact that they're going to play in Arlington at least once a year. So I try to make it down there and get my fix of uh, of the G-Men, if you will. There's also theme parks, like Six Flags. There's one in Arlington. There's one down in um, San Antonio as well. SeaWorld is down there in San Antonio. So there's so many things that, that you can do in just Fort Hood, right? So you apply this same method wherever you're going. I don't care if you're going to Fort Bragg, you're going to Fort Polk. I don't care if you're going to JBLM. You can apply that and just do your research so you can go in there in good spirits. Because too many times people are just going to say, oh, you're going to Fort Hood. It's going to suck. So far, I've been here two and a half years and it hasn't sucked at all. And don't get me wrong. I love drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm in the cab. 
I drink the Kool-Aid, but at the end of the day, I still have to go home. I can only get but so much calf Kool-Aid before I go home and I, and I can just be like, oh my God, it sucks over here. But it doesn't. And it won't because I'm going to make sure that we're doing something every other weekend. And you should too. Uh, sponsorship is my next thing to talk about. When you get your orders, you immediately will go on the Army Career Tracker website. So that's ACT. You'll fill out your 5434. You'll fill out sections one, two, four, and five. And your sponsor is going to fill out section three. So the sections that you're filling out as the individual being sponsored, those are just going to be your admin data, where you're coming from, if you're coming with family, do you require any housing? Are you require? Do you have a dog? And are you requiring any exceptional family member program for your either your spouse or your children? Right, because there are some places that you can't be stationed because they don't provide that medical care. So that's all going to be on the fifty four thirty four. Now, when you as the sponsoree, you're going to be paying attention to Section 3, which is what your sponsor is going to fill out. And it's going to have your commands information, your S1 information, and most importantly, it's going to have your sponsor's information. So it's going to have their phone number, going to have their name, and it's going to have an email. Typically, a sponsor will put their personal email because they have access to that 24-7, right? It's, it's on their phone. But yes, these are things that you got to do as soon as you find out that you're getting stationed somewhere. The next thing that you're going to do is you're going to write down a bunch of questions that you may have at that moment. And as soon as you get your sponsor's email, you're going to blast those questions out to your sponsor. If you don't want to talk to him on the phone or you have not been able to talk to him on the phone. So for instance, I'll give you an example of a reason why you can't talk to him on the phone on a regular basis. When I came to Fort Hood, I came from Germany. So the time difference when wouldn't allow me to keep communication on a regular basis with my sponsor. So sometimes I had to blast emails towards them. And in these emails, I had many questions. So what I did was I wrote down every question, right? Because I, I sent them the email. And when he sent them back, I copy and paste it, put it on a Word document. And I would write down all that and all the answers that they have, I would write them down. I mean, I would type them in or just copy and paste it. If you're talking to them, then the writing down applies. My apologies. So make sure that any and every question you blast out, you keep the, that for a record because you're going to ask the question or you, the question is going to come up again because you're going to forget and at least you have something to refer to for if that sponsor is not available at that time. And when you get to your unit, they're going to take care of you. They'll be the ones to pick you up at after you in process the installation. And then they'll give you the guided tour around the footprint. They'll take you to the PX. They'll take you to the barbershop. They'll take you to the gym. They'll take you to the unit, battalion, brigade. They'll take you all around. One, because they know the footprint, so it's easier instead of you navigating on your own. And two... They're just going to show you places that you're going to frequent, especially like if you need a haircut, you probably want to know where the barbershop is. All right. So let's move into arriving to the installation. So I, I know I'm going to get to Fort Hood. It's going to be after hours around, let's say, 2000. 
and I want to sign in because my leave ends that day. Don't worry about that. I'll show up to the Copeland Center and I'll have my documents with me, my leave form, orders, and ID just in case they need them. And then I'll just sign in. So if you're going to show up during hours, they want you to be in uniform. After hours, you're good to go. After you do that, they'll give you an in-processing schedule. And if you're a, a troop that's single, they'll probably put you in the barracks. And if you're married, you're going to go to the hotel. Hopefully, you've already secured your hotel. And if not, there's typically space on post unless you want to stay off post. So next is going to be in-processing itself. In-processing here on Fort Hood takes no longer than four to five days. Make sure you have all the documents you need with you and have multiple copies. I would suggest five to ten. So have your leave form, order, ID, receipts from travel, any and every receipt. Let finance tell you no, that does not get paid for versus you assuming. Have your medical records and your dental records. You're going to get all sorts of briefs. There's like your medical, your dental, your sharp, your EO, chaplain, the MFLAC is going to be there. And most importantly, they're going to do finance. So that's how you get broke off, right? That's how you get paid. While you're in processing, I would suggest if you're not in processing with your family or your family can't make it or you're just single, make friends. Make sure that you have someone that you can navigate through whatever installation that you're getting assigned to. Because one, that person might have a vehicle or you might have a vehicle to assist that person. Two, it just makes it a lot easier. You guys can ping off of each other. And then afterwards, when you get to your unit, you guys can just keep that friendship going, especially when it's the awkward couple weeks that is going to take you to get integrated into your platoon and stuff like that. So make sure that you have someone that's there with you that can assist you and just you guys just navigate the awkward first month of in processing and arriving to your unit come the weekend you're doing they're doing a safety brief and they're wondering where everyone's going and they're gonna be like hey specialist cruise what are you doing this weekend and i'll be like oh i'm hanging out with another specialist cruise which i met in processing so i have something to do i'm not on my own you know because it's gonna take a while before you and your platoon start um just meshing and stuff like that but for the most part my point is make a friend while you're in processing. And then once you arrive to your actual unit, I want to make sure that all you troops understand. I don't care if you're a private. I don't care if you are um, a sergeant major. First impressions are, cu are crucial. Make sure you show up with a good uniform, good boots. Make sure when you talk, you're professional. Make sure you have a haircut. And most importantly, make sure you are on time. If they say be there at... Zero 09, make sure you're there at 845. You never know what might have changed or any pre-briefs that they may want to go over with the platoon, and you don't want to not be there for it and not be in the know. First impressions are crucial. Next, you're going to meet your platoon. You're going to meet your team. You're going to meet your command team. And in some cases, you'll meet your battalion, sergeant major, and battalion commander. If that doesn't happen, you will definitely meet your team, platoon, and command team. All right, so I don't want to hold you guys up for any much longer. I just wanted to give you some tips and tricks on how to navigate when arriving to your new duty station. I appreciate you guys for joining me on the Roger Sarn Podcast. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. I'm still trying to see if I'm going to do the TikTok thing. Um, like, subscribe, download, 
leave a review and or comment. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or any suggestions or any topics that you want me to cover, you can reach me at rogersarn at gmail.com. And remember, you don't have to embrace the suck if you got the right tools in your ruck. I'm out. Roger Sarn.